It's time to climb inside the squared circle. I have wine and dine with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. The squared circle digest, that is. Here is your host, Sean Stanley. It is Saturday morning. That means Squared Circle Digest is on the air. OnsideRadio.com overlooking the beautiful pitch here at Inner Miami Stadium. It has turned into a nice day. It was rainy as I drove in this morning. Jack, on the board, how you doing, sir? Quite well. And yourself? Yeah, I'm always doing good, man. It's Saturday morning. I get to talk some wrestling. Wrestling. Wrestling right Let's here. Let's get to it. On Onside Radio. And we start again the same way, unfortunately, we started last show. Um, remembering uh, Tommy Tiny Lister, who passed yeah, away. Zeus. Yeah, age 62. Come on. And, um, again, way too soon, man, way too soon. He's probably better known, though, for his roles on Friday as Debo and things like that. But back in the day, he did team with the Macho Man, and he took on Hogan and Beefcake back when No Holds Barred was a thing. And then also he wrestled him again in WCW as Z-Gangster. And then also one thing, he would travel to Puerto Rico, took on Abdul the Butcher. I think I would have liked to seen that match. Really? Little Zeus versus Abdul the Butcher. Wow. Man, but again, again, second week in a row, Pat Patterson last week, uh, Tommy Tiny, Tiny Lister this week, and uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to get rolling without a remembrance. 62 years old, wow. 62, man. 62, and still a lot of details coming out about that. Apparently non-responsive in his apartment, mm. and uh, that that's where I where they stopped that right there, so I'm not sure what, what happened or anything, but... Rest in power, my man. Rest in power. What a year. Yeah. It really has been, right? I mean, this 2020, not not looking at just in general, looking at it in the wrestling world. Let's 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 just look in the wrestling world because if we look at it in the whole world. Huh? Yeah, it's too many to name. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know if it's as much as it was as far as, like, the younger guys. Now it's, the, you know, your Pat Patterson's, the older – Older guys are right. kind of, you know, but you just wonder, man. You wonder, like, again, every time now when you hear somebody passing away, it's like, is it COVID? Right. I mean, that's the first thing that came to mind. I'm still waiting on more information as far yeah. as the tiny listed thing, but I believe, you know, so many mutations with this COVID thing yep. as far as, like, okay, you might have got past the, the two weeks and mm-hmm. you're okay, but the – the the virus probably done all its damage even after you've recovered. Yeah. So you know you might have reoccurring things. Who knows? You know. Well, it, it happened in uh, football, right? One football player uh, right here, Al Blades Jr. Wow. I forgot what he has uh, he has come down with the complication from when he had COVID. Wow. So again, uh, the year twenty twenty. Um, it's almost a year where it is weird too, though, because. When you see some people struggling with, with everything in 2020, and a lot of people are struggling, don't get me wrong. Right. There are still your your bits and pieces of, of shining through. Yeah, definitely. You know, for instance, right now, I'm going to stay wrestling, Jack. I don't want to go, yeah, yeah. go too far off because right. we could talk all day, and all I only day. get an hour to try to handle all the stuff going on in the wrestling world. But I think 
AEW has has done it right in in the COVID era. They they've actually opened back up Daly's place again. They're in Jacksonville, uh-huh. and they've they've opened it back up now. I know. I guess they're alternating a little bit, like friends and family, and and then they also you know have some fans. And we're gonna have Justin Hollis. He'll gonna join us at nine thirty. He was actually at the live show when Sting made his debut. And we're going to discuss a little bit about that and, and his thoughts on AEW because um, he is all things AEW. But I, I do want to get into some things this morning because, again, AEW, I believe they're doing it right. They're, 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 they're surprising. They're, they're, their marketing is good on point. For instance, think about this, Jack. They already had four matches that they could promote during their Wednesday show for next week. Wow. They're promoting shows next week. You know what WWE is promoting? What? We're going to have in-ring interview. Oh, wow. They don't right. even have matches anymore they're promoting. They're just in-ring interviews and this and that. Half the time you don't even get that. And that's the one thing to me, and I talked about it last week, Vince McMahon needs to embrace some change. When you look at what AEW is doing, they brought Sting in, okay? Right. So now what happens with WWE this week? On the bump, Goldberg comes out and says, Roman Reigns, you're next. Wow. So they say. That's your counter. They said, I'll see your sting, and I'll raise you another WCW superstar, Goldberg. But that's not the way to go. You look like you're playing catch-up. They are playing catch-up. That's yeah. what they're doing. That's all they're doing. They are chasing everything that is going on right now. But when it's so obvious, when you look exactly exa- what you're trying to portray, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're trying to, you know, trying to catch up with these guys, and it's, it's it looks pathetic. That and here's the other thing: people want to see Sting again. Right. I don't know that people want to see Goldberg again. I, I this was it. a match that was supposed to be at this WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns had to pull out of the card, and then Braun Strowman came in and beat Goldberg in about, I think it was like a minute and thirty-seven seconds or something. It was a bunch of spears went for the jackhammer. He hit him with the slant, and that was it. Mm. And now this is going to be the guy that you build up to take on your champion. And right now, Roman Reigns is probably the hottest thing in WWE. Right. With this head of the table that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Him and Kevin Owens again last night on SmackDown. Just again, when I talk about pro wrestling, it's about investment, emotionally investing. And, and Roman Reigns is bringing that out right now. When you watch that show, you, you feel like this whole thing that they're doing right now where... Last night he looked in the cameras, and he and he spoke to Kevin's oh, Kevin Owens' kids, and he said, "You need to talk to your daddy because I'm going to be the one that takes the food off your table." Oh wow! And that 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 the, that emotional involvement is what hooks you, and that's what AEW has match in and match out, and where WWE just has you for a few moments, and that is where everything changes on these two shows. AEW has younger, you know, you got Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Tony Khan. You have the younger guys there running the show, but then you look at the guys that they have right beside them. Dustin Rhodes, Arn Anderson, Tolly Blanchard, Jerry Lynn's over there. You got Taz, Great wrestling minds that also have a little bit of that old school flavor all rolled into one. Wow, you took me back with Taz. Oh, 
He's doing a great thing with his group. He even brought back the FTW title, the hmm. orange title. Wow. And they actually used it because Cody came out and said that title means nothing. And they used that. Again, AEW uses everything, social media. A belt that, hey, FTW title was a tremendous thing. They brought it back, and they're, they're giving it a little bit of life. Brian Cage has it on right now. But they used it to build up Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes versus Hobbs and Ricky Starks, which in turn gave us the debut of Sting. Then you see Sting and Cody in the ring together at this AEW. And when Sting looks at Cody and he says, "What the one thing, the only thing for sure about Sting is nothing is for sure. And then he gives him a little hug. Cody's got that little smile on his face. And then he says, see you around, kid. And he leaves the ring. Now that's theater. That, that, that's getting theater. you emotionally invested. You're, you're following this. Theater of the squared circle. It, it seems, if you watch WWE programming, it seems difficult for them. Whereas when you watch AEW, it almost seems natural. It seems that they are doing everything right. And I don't want to be all pro AEW on here, but right now, there's not a lot that they're doing that, that you can look at and say, oh. I even I, I mean I look online and I see some people talking about the women's division. I think they're doing a great job with that. It's not much to nitpick. There's there's not. I mean you could nitpick. I think you could find something in nitpick if you wanted to, but that's what it would be. It'd be nitpicking because again, they had a they had a uh, segment backstage with the the late the women the other night that set up for a match again the following Wednesday. They're 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 ahead of everything. They're not writing the show sitting there that day. They're not making changes. They they have a, it's almost, a, it goes like this, Jack. They have a plan and they're following it. And it shows. That's exactly what it is. It's planned. It's, it's, <laughs> and it shows. Yeah, executed properly. It, there you go. Execution. Execution of, of said plan has AEW to me sitting in the driver's seats. And when I looked at the, Numbers this week. Remember, WWE NXT, and, and again, I'm going to go with the Wednesday numbers. When I talk about the numbers here, and and I appreciate, uh, I got mine from, I think it was Russell Nomics on Twitter, so I uh, want to thank them. When you look at the number here, Jack, remember this. WWE NXT is coming off of a pay-per-view, and the pay-per-view was not that bad. The War Games pay-per-view was not that bad. WWE NXT, 659,000 views. Jesus. Guess what AEW got? What do you got? 995,000. And, and there's some numbers I've seen that are almost, I think they had a million at, at some point, 1.1 million at one point. And now, this is the funny thing about it. The week before, and, and I wish I would have kept this because I was, I was – going through Twitter, and I saw they had Kenny Omega beat John Moxley for the heavyweight title on free TV. 
Free TV, Jack. Mm-hmm. They did better numbers this week than they did last week when they gave the free title. Why? Because people were invested and said, hey, I need to see what's going on over right. here on this AEW on TNT. And you see that in the numbers. And again, you have your Raw and your SmackDown, your audiences that are going to tune in. Why? Because they're built in. Yeah, it's built in. And it's wrestling on Monday and Friday. Right. There's been years of that. Yeah. Yep. Right now, the numbers are a little low. Why? Because you got Monday Night Football. Once Monday Night Football ends, you're probably going to see that number rise a little bit. Because that's, that's what you're programmed to go watch, Mondays and Fridays. But Wednesdays, you have a choice. And if Vince McMahon was sitting there and looking at these numbers, which probably doesn't, probably doesn't care, he would see that the AEW product is about, what, 350,000 viewers ahead of his product, of what he's putting out there. And let me tell you something. It's not the talent. NXT has talent on that roster. It's just you're only invested in a, a few guys. You can only get invested in a few guys. And also, they're not – you have guys that have gotten injured. I think Thomas Tommaso Ciampo, if he would have stayed healthy and kept going, I think you might have seen a little bit different in the NXT. A little bit different. Because that would have been a great storyline that they had going. Unfortunately, he got hurt and then was gone for a little bit longer. When we come back, some news from the WWE. Apparently, Vince McMahon's in a tiff. Guess what? He doesn't like fat guys again. Doesn't like the big guys. Imagine that. Imagine that. Take Onside Radio everywhere you go with the MyTuner Radio app. Download the free app and listen to your favorite OnsideRadio.com host. Go to your app store, download MyTuner Radio, and search Onside Radio, South Florida Sports Station. You can connect with us at OnsideRadio.com by sending us a text at 844 Vince McMahon, I think you're just full of issues. Florida Panthers fans have a place to call home every Saturday morning as Cats Insider David Dork will host Chirping the Cats Radio every Saturday right after me here at 10 a.m. Onside Radio is committed to all sports. Panthers fans can now connect every Saturday from 10 to 11 with David Dork on the home for Panthers fans worldwide, OnsideRadio.com. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Bringing you back in here, Squared Circle, onside radio again, here at the lovely Inter-Miami CF Stadium overlooking the pitch. The pink and black seats. Oh. It gets no better. And speaking of getting no better, I'm going to bring in my guest right now, Justin Hollis. You can check him out on Twitter at the Jaybird904. The uncle of the IWC, AEW. And also, if you follow him, you know you're, he's the producer of the wrestling community. Follow trains. Justin, how you doing this morning, man? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing? Oh, doing fantastic. Fantastic. Now, you're up in Jacksonville, right? Yes, sir. Yes, oh. sir. All right. Are, are you a Jags fan, by the way? I am a uh, a hurtful Jags fan, indeed. Okay. <laughs> All right, then we can we'll, we'll suffer. Yeah. The, I'm a Dolphins fan, so uh, right now this year we're doing good, better than uh, where you guys are. But that's not why we're here. I'm not here to pick on you about your Jaguars <laughs> fandom. We're going to talk some AEW. <laughs> 
Good, good. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Jags right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to talk to you first. I know you were there a couple weeks ago when the whole thing went down with Sting's debut. But I want to ask you something with AEW right now with with the COVID era and everything going on. They have brought fans back in at Daly's place, and and can you go through some of the steps or or I guess the procedures for a, a night going to watch AEW Dynamite? Yeah, definitely. So uh, when you get there, they, they keep you socially distanced as you, as you walk in. Um, and so once you walk in, they do a, a temperature scan. You can't walk in without your face mask, so you got to have your face mask on. They do a typical uh, temperature scan. Uh, and as soon as you're in that facility, walk in after they do that, uh, you, you have to keep your face mask on unless you're eating or, or drinking. Um, and, and they have people... That, that sit there and watch you in your sections. Every section has a person that watches you. And uh, I got yelled at a couple times when I'd eat something and forget to put my mask back on. And they'd, uh, they'd come and let me know, uh, sir, you got to put your mask back on. So they do a really good job of, of enforcing of enforcing the, the masks. And, and they got different pods set up. So, like, you buy a group of, like, two tickets, and there's no one within seven, eight, nine, ten feet of you. And then they got another pod of people. And then they got another pod. So it's all spread out throughout Daly's place. Now, I want to talk about, because, again, I've watched it on TV. The energy levels there, though, is it the way the setup of Daly's place is? I've never been to Daly's place, so I don't know exactly how it's set up. But you can hear the crowd just like like you're in an enclosed stadium. Uh, how, how do they make that happen with so few people in there? I just think it's the design of the facility. I mean, Daly's Place is an amphitheater, so it's it's made to to amplify everything for you. So, so just with the way they got the crowd together, and I'm sure they have microphones throughout the crowd too mm-hmm. to really amp it up. Uh, but it's just a it's a very very unique facility that is uh, it's set up perfect for wrestling. Now, first thing I want to get to, you were there two weeks ago. The Sting debut. I, I saw the the I saw your video, and then I saw the promo video that that yeah. used your video. Was that something that that caught you off guard, or was was it something that you th- knew? I mean, because again, there was little rumblings, not a lot, and then all of a sudden you hear the music and you see his name pop up on the on the Tron there. What that place blew up. That that I mean, for a thousand, they said there was a thousand people at Daly's place that day. Uh, and it probably sounded like two or 3,000 people once the place erupted and went crazy. Uh, I've been there. I've been to Daly's place when it's a packed show. I was there on the January 1st show. And I, it sounded every bit as loud as, as that many people there as the January 1st show when Sting, when Sting came out. Uh, it, was, it was absolutely amazing. I did not know uh, Sting had signed with AEW. I tried to, you know, the, leading up to Dynamite, I, I try to stay off of uh, some of the groups, and so I don't hear hear things because I want to be I want to be surprised by what smart happens. move, smart and move. So yeah, yeah. So like so when I watch it, it's 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 a real reaction when I see it. And, and when Sting came out, uh, you've seen the video. It's kind of kind of embarrassing at some point, but uh, it's kind of really funny when you go back and watch it. I mean, I jumped around like a yeah. like a little baby, excited to get a toy. <laughs> no, no, definitely. But also, I think that's one of the things I, I talk about here. And I, again, the show only a few weeks old, but AEW is getting people emotionally invested in the product. And I think that's why it's so 
again, I was like, I want to, I want to wait a year and see if they can still draw that same emotion from its fans. And, and I almost feel like it's getting stronger now after the one year. Absolutely agree with you. AEW is doing an amazing job of just connecting the fans with the wrestlers. I don't know. I mean, it's the storylines. Um, it's just how they develop their their young talent. But you are feeling a, a an emotional connection with them, indeed. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll go with Darby Allen for, uh, Allen, for instance. When he first came out, I was like, no way, I'm going to – no way. There's no way. I mean, again, but then as as it started going, then he did his the draw with Cody, and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, there's something there. And then now I'm sitting here a year later, and, and I'm hoping, you know, now he's the TNT champion – I'm hoping they start looking at an angle to where maybe they can uh, get him to chase the AEW title sometime soon. Yeah, they, they, they know how to build up uh, young talent. It, it, it's amazing. And Darby Allen just has so much cross appeal when it comes to, like, the skating and the extreme sports. And so they've done a really good job of incorporating that in him and, and, and reaching across that and bringing new fans in because of that. Uh, and, and Darby, I mean, you look at him, he was a, a buck 60, buck 70, and you're yeah. like, I thought the same thing. There is no way this guy's <laughs> going to be something. And then you watch him week after week after week, and the way they've just built him up in the in the three Cody matches that they've had, mm-hmm. and, and and that last one, you you were waiting. You're like, he has to win this. <laughs> they 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 have to they have to give him that TNT title. Now that he has it, you're going, well, can he? Can he be world champion? Yeah. And speaking of world champion, now Kenny Omega, and this is another thing that I think AEW. To me, and again, I, I know you're pro AEW. I'm trying to stay, you know, at least cross the line, talk all wrestling in general. But right now, I, I just think they are so much head and shoulders above. Now they got, a, I guess, a working agreement or something going on with Impact Wrestling. You saw Don Callis. And again, this is something that's been building up. This isn't something where they just said, hey, you know what? We need, we need a new storyline. Oh, I got an idea. Let me call Don Callis. No, this has been implemented in past shows, a pay-per-view. This has all been incorporated in. The way they are putting everything together is top-notch. What's your thoughts on this uh, Impact AEW working together? Uh, it, it reminds me of the 1980s type wrestling where you where you had the different territories and the different mm-hmm. territories would come together and work together. I mean, yeah, I remember in the 80s, Vince McMahon started buying up all yep. these small territories and building up and taking WWE. WWE nationally, mm-hmm. uh, and so these territories had to come together to try to uh, to try to, to to compete. And obviously, we see history; they did not compete yeah. during those times. Uh, that's because they really couldn't agree on anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's what's going to be the key to this success between AEW and Impact and other partnerships that they have down the line. Tony Khan said, "Hey, we're we're open for business. We're we're interested in working." With, with other companies. We've seen Impact now on AEW um, and NWA. Yeah, and NWA. A little yeah. bit of a working race mm-hmm. with, with, with NWA. And so AEW is completely open, but it just it has to be beneficial to both sides. And right now it looks like it's completely beneficial. We saw the, the a 33% increase in ratings for mm-hmm. Impact uh, from this last Tuesday, from the Tuesday before. So uh, I think Impact said that they had seven over all their – all their their different uh, platforms. They had seven hundred fifty thousand people uh, watching Impact last Tuesday. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll tell you now, I really didn't follow. I followed, uh, you know, I watched the videos of Impact. Last week, I, I made sure to uh, tune in a little bit myself. So um, I'm probably one of those uh, those 750,000 there. But uh, let me ask you a question. Okay, When you look at the way they handled, let's, for instance, right now you have your EVPs. You have Cody, the Bucks, Omega. I think a lot of people, probably myself included a little bit, thought when AEW first formed, that was going to be your, your group of champions in a way. They went exact opposite. It took one year and a month for Kenny Omega to transform into what he has to become the heavyweight champion. The Young Bucks just got the tag team titles. On the first uh, Dynamite, they lost. You know, when you, when you look back at everything that they've done, is there one area where you can look at and said, I may have done this differently, or, or are you on, on set with everything that they've been doing right now? Uh, you know, uh oh, Justin, you still there? The product. Yes, I'm here. Do you okay, hear no, I lost you. That now you're back. We got you. Nope. Okay, you you have to, you know, as much as I'm an AEW cheerleader, I love AEW. You got to be able to criticize the product, and that's something Cody Rose has said. Hey, don't just cheer us on. Mm-hmm. Tell us stuff you don't like so that we can get better. And and obviously, if you go on 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 Twitter or any type of, of Facebook. You see the women's division needs needs a lot of work. And I think uh, we know the pandemic hurt the women's division, but the women's division was hurting before the pandemic. Mm. Uh, And I think they probably, if they could go back and redo it, I bet you they they probably would have brought in some more more veterans early on to help out that women's division instead of relying on a a lot of unknown talent. Now, who that is, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I... There, there were women out there that, that probably could have helped them during that time period. But now let me ask you this, Justin, because I think the way the women, they've, they've turned it around, though, to me with the women's division. Because, uh, again, the way AEW to me uses dark, uh, you know, being the elite, anything else, they are so, to me, head and shoulders above everybody else, the way they use their social media, little, little subtle hints of what can happen elsewhere. You're seeing them build talent now on AEW Dark. And I, I think that's helping that that women's division gain ground, though, where they're at. This this past weekend, I mean, or a week on Dynamite, you see an angle actually involving the the women kind of forming now, and now the match is already announced for this Wednesday. I, I think they're they're turning a little bit of a, a corner with the women's division. Yeah, absolutely, they are. And you know, AEW listens to the fans. The fans say they don't like something AEW is not afraid to go you know what we got to fix it mm-hmm. you know they're not they're not prideful when it comes to that um and so yeah they're they're definitely taking strides to to, to fix it and I'm excited to see what they do in in the future with that and and, and see the storylines progress that's been the biggest one of the biggest things is they just didn't have very many storylines and now you're starting to see several storylines uh rise up from it and, and it's, it's going to be good yeah they're, and they're going into 2021 with a ton of momentum <laughs> that they are uh let me ask you what do you hope they do with sting i've heard hints that he might uh have some in ring performances what, what what do you hope that they do with sting uh, you know i mean Sting's 61 years old um i personally i mean i grew up a sting fan i absolutely yeah. love sting uh i would like to see 
um, a couple matches a year. I think I think that could draw uh, big ratings and big numbers for them having Steve wrestle, but I wouldn't overuse him. Uh, I, I did hear that he's going to be on TV almost every week mm-hmm. in some capacity. Um, you know, maybe the, the thing to do is just cinematic matches with him where, where it's highly edited. That way you're not putting him in, in any position to really hurt, re-hurt his neck or his injuries that, he, that he's had. Um, you know, one thing there are you are hearing a little bit of rumblings is, is, a, is a Cody Rhodes match down the road, which mm-hmm. I think would be a heck of a match if they were if they were to do that. Uh, yeah. Especially with I, this Wednesday, you know, the build up from this Wednesday, just that little oh, little interview oh yeah. that they did. My goodness. Yeah, see, see you around, kid. Yeah, that was the <laughs> see great you around, thing. Kid. That that kind of reminded me almost of like a uh, Cody Rhodes looking at Sean Spears saying, "Hey, you're a good hand." Yeah. Type yep. deal, mm-hmm. and so kind of a kind of a a, a slap in the face, yep. but also going, "Hey, you're you're okay." So yep. that they are going to do something with them. I would, ha- you know, you're not going to see him wrestle every every week on Dynamite. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a special time anytime Steen steps in the ring and actually wrestles. Justin Hollis with us at the Jaybird nine hundred four on Twitter, and he is. Uh... If, if you got any followers, you gain any followers, it's probably because of this man. He does the wrestling community follow trains every Friday, I believe. Is it every Friday now, Justin, or when are you doing them now? Uh, I do them uh, Friday and Mondays. I do those, and then on Wednesdays, I do an AEW yeah. follow train. And now I'm going to get you out of here on this. You get They hand you, Justin Hollis, the book for 2021. What is the one thing you would want to happen in AEW? The one thing I would want to happen. Oh wow. Oh man. Gosh, that's that's so tough. I, I would you know, I'm gonna go a little different. I'm gonna go ratings wise. I wanna see them consistently break a million uh a million viewers a week on dynamite. I think that would be absolutely amazing if they could consistently break a million viewers every week on dynamite. Because if they're doing that that means their product is getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're continuing to focus on the long-term storytelling, and uh, and the wrestling is really good if they can continue to do that. And they're building up some of the younger talent, using the sprinkling in the veterans and and, and and the steams and stuff like that to, to help out. So that, that's what I would like to see. He is Justin Hollis. Make sure you check him out, the Jaybird904 on Twitter. Justin, thank you for joining me this morning, and I look forward to having you back on uh hopefully each month, and talking to AEW. Let's do it, sir. I look forward to it. Thank you. Awesome, Justin. Thank you so much. And don't forget, our program is expanding all the time. Saturday, sports fans have a place to talk sports and gambling when the J-Rod experience takes over every afternoon. Tune in every Saturday from noon to 2. Jim provides you the sports investment information you need to have a little fun on the weekends. That's the J-Rod experience, noon to 2 p.m. only right here. At onsideradio.com. When we come back, it's tripping the cats. David Dwork will join me. We'll crosstalk right here on the Squared Circle Digest. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. We're bringing you back in. It is the uh, last segment. I'm getting ready to get out of here. Squared Circle Digest here at Inter Miami CF Stadium. The beautiful pink and black seats that I get to look at, unfortunately. And some shades of gray. 
There's some shades of gray. You are 100% right. Clouds are getting a little bit dark right now, too. It's starting to get a little cloudy here. But thank goodness it's not uh, 50 degrees anymore. A little bit sunnier, or a little bit hotter. I wouldn't say sunnier right now. But at this time, I'm going to get the bring in. David Dwork, Chirping the Cats Radio. It's coming on next right here on Onside Radio. David, anything new happening with the cats? Well, the new thing, you got me? The new thing going on right now is uh, the league may be coming back. That's, ah. the, that's the big thing from this week to last week is uh, the NHL appears to be dotting the I's, crossing the T's, and we are moving in the direction that uh, the season will be starting probably in mid-January. So a little bit excited. Yeah. So now, player-wise, I mean, again, now when you look at this, if you're a player and it's like, okay, we're, we're going to cr- dot the I's, cross the T's, we're coming back in mid-January. Has, has everybody been staying in shape? How, how is this, again, with the COVID, is, is there a lot of everybody able to get to pines and skate? Or, or can they have facilities <laughs> open? How does this, how is this working with the hockey right now? I mean, it depends on where you are, right, like the, as far as facilities going. But these guys, you know, they're professionals. So they've got their – a lot of them have their own, whether it's workouts or gyms or whatever where they live. I mean, if they're in Canada, some, some areas have been open for training because Canada's kind of locked down in their, mm-hmm. own, in their own country bubble. Yeah. Um, but guys overseas, I mean, the guys that are in, in Europe right now, uh, a lot of that stuff has been open. Like, they're back to normal parts, mm-hmm. of, parts of Europe. You know, others are, you know, you say spiking cases. It's, like, not as bad as Florida. But so yeah, everybody should be in shape. And, I mean, look, hockey, it's not exactly, like, hard to get back into game shape. As long as you're taking care of yourself, you just get on the ice and, you know, maybe take a week. That's why training camps looks like it's only going to last about a week or two. Yeah, I, I remember your interview last week with uh, with Lindsay, but Bill Lindsay, and he was talking about when he was getting prepared for the. You asked him about the, I think it was this the tryout or something. You were talking the about first Panthers the first Panther training camp, and he was like, "I just really just put the skates on for the first time, yeah, bit and just went out there and did it." Now you brought up the can. Are, are are the players going to be able to cross back over? No, actually, how's that going to affect some of the teams? Seven Canadian teams in the NHL, and they're going to be in their own division and only play each other. That's t- one of the twists that's going to happen with this season. Each division, there's going to be four divisions, which that's normal, but the teams are going to be kind of cross-contaminated compared to the way that they normally are. Uh, and they're all going to play only the teams in your division, so you're going to cut down on travel in that way, cut, limit your contact with you know only X amount of teams, seven mm-hmm. or eight, depending on the division you're in. And, yeah, it's just that's how it's going to be this year. So the Canadian teams aren't going to cross the border at all. No American teams are going to cross into Canada. And I suppose when the playoffs roll around, which is going to be probably May, June, I mean, I, I guess they're just going to leave it open, maybe see how things are going vaccine-wise, mm. see how, you know, COVID, hopefully by next spring and summer, it'll be going back down the way that we hope to start getting back to normal. Does uh, that affect any players, though? Or? I, I mean, it's going to affect them the same way it does any other league, right? Like, uh, you know, there's going to be testing protocols. Like, there are testing protocols now. Yeah. Like, Panther players in town that are working out at the, the Ice Den in Coral Springs, they have to go through quarantine before they're allowed to even do that. They have to get tested, I believe it's every other day, when they're taking part of that. So even though there's nothing official going on, anybody mm-hmm. participating in official team facilities is taking part in the protocols. Okay, okay. So, But now, if you're in Canada, because, again, I haven't been following it as long, are those players that are living in Canada able to cross back over as long as they do the proper – Yeah. Is Canada allowing them, I guess? Yeah, they, might they, they, they can leave. They just wasn't that border closed for in. a little bit? The border was closed to coming in. Okay, okay. I don't know they if it was go... closed to leaving. I just okay. know that they were restricting everything but non-essential to come into the country. Got you. Okay. So that's why, like, when, when they did the original bubbles for the, for the playoffs, everybody mm-hmm. had to get in there. They had to quarantine before they were allowed to do gotcha. anything. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out as we get towards the spring and the summer. 
but it's just nice to know that like we actually have something to look forward, forward to. to. There's some substance right now. There's a there's a tentative date on the calendar to circle. So, All right, today, Chirping to Catch Radio. What do we got to look forward to? Uh, well, we're going to get into what we were just kind of uh, glossing over, which is the return to play plan. Uh, the Panthers, they started a brand new goaltending department, which makes me very excited as a goaltender. So we're going to get into that. George Richards, longtime Panthers beat writer. He's been doing it longer than anybody. He's going to join the show at 1040. Uh, I've got a beef with hockey in Hollywood. I don't think pop culture knows hockey at all, and I'm going to be, uh, be venting my frustrations about that. And a lot of good, other good stuff coming up in the hour of Chirping the Cats today as well. Awesome. Here's David Dwork. It is Chirping the Cats Radio. It's coming up right after here. I want to thank everybody that tuned in Squared Circle. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore Stanley 11. I want to thank Justin Hollis for joining me here today. And to everybody, I'll see you next week right here, 9 a.m., Squared Circle Digest. Talk to you next week.